Welcome to our Daily Inspiration Podcast. As Inspire Church is walking through a 30-day rule of life, whether you are participating fully or just listening, we hope you are blessed. Hello, everyone. Hello, my Inspired Church family. It's Danny Castillo, one of the elders at Inspire Churches. I cannot tell you enough of how amazing this journey is for me. I am seeing and sensing these changes in my life. We are in this series called Rhythms of Life, and we are in this together. I am not alone. You are not alone. And I am glad I am not the only one who falls short sometimes in my rhythm of prayer, in reading God's Word, maybe fasting for some of you. Come on, some of you are in denial. It's okay. We're good. We're good. God's love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ser- seriously, this is not about our doing. It is about our being, being more intimate with Jesus, being constantly connected to the vine, desiring to bear fruit because of the good news of the love of God in Christ Jesus. Can we remind ourselves that we are loved and and accepted? That God doesn't love us less if you missed reading our Bible or love us more if we pray more? His love is unchanging. It is eternal. It is patient. It is kind. It is not dishonoring you. It will not dishonor you. God's love keeps no record of wrong. Yes, 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 yes. Now, uh, whether you you joined us for from the start of this uh, 30-day journey or in the middle of it, or you are just jumping in and out, I want to thank you so much for coming alongside with us, with your brothers and sisters. And yes, yes, I'm... I'm so excited uh, to take this journey with all of you. Hey, uh, your, your, your pastors and, and elders are praying for you, joining you, fasting with you, getting hungry with you, coming alongside you, and making sure we all form these uh, rhythms in our lives, spiritual disciplines, good, sustainable habits that will bring life and fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So let's jump right into our topic. Uh, Today, allow me to share some lessons in my life that I've learned on another rhythm of life topic, which is about working and how faith in action looks like at our workplace or in our vocation Um, because work is part of life and whether we like it or not it is already part of the rhythm of our lives but how does our faith as Christians play out at work and how will it bring glory to God is what we will tackle today okay Well, let me share you something. 
Um, I work at Kaiser in Oakland, and, and I'm from Hayward. And, and before the pandemic hit, I used to ride the BART to uh, work or, or drive to work three times a, a week and work from home twice a week. When the pandemic hit and we had to shelter in place, I had to work from home the whole time now. But every day, uh, our team, you know, we stay connected. We have team meetings via Zoom. Uh, no, not Zoom. Uh, we use um, Microsoft Teams. Um, so we chat, we talk on the phone. In other words, we communicate, we relate, we share what we need to share, we, we interact, and that's just part of the rhythm of my work. We, we communicate, we relate, we, we, we share what we need to share, and we interact. Obviously, um, we work to provide for ourselves and for our loved ones, right? And, and that's biblical. Uh, the Bible, in fact, is um, a little strong about not providing for your family. Uh, scripture says in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 5, 8, uh, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worth and is worse than an unbeliever. Um, pretty strong. Second uh, Thessalonians 3.10 says, If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Mm. Okay. And that's why God provides us with work. And we should be glad we have work. And we should enjoy the fruit of our labor. Uh, it is evidently a gift. God says in Ecclesiastes 3.13, He says, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in, in all his work. This is God's gift to man. But you see, there's something else that God wants, uh, not just to work to provide for our, ourselves and for our loved ones. He wants us to be his uh, image bearers. Image bearers, image bearers, remember this, image bearers. Now, you may ask, well, what about me? I'm not working, or perhaps I'm not working at this time. Well, um, I believe you will find your spot here as well. If, say, you are a uh, homemaker, or you are a student, or you're volunteering or you're traveling or you're on a plane or uh, you're riding on Uber or anything that has uh, this common denominator, this common denominator, you are encountering people. Yes, if you are encountering people, whether briefly, transiently, or regularly, as in your workplace, I believe this podcast will speak to you as well. So, so God wants us to be His image bearers. Okay? Um, I always like to go back to the beginning, to Genesis, 
to remind me who God is. He is a good God who created creation good, who created man very good in his image and likeness. So, so let's take a look at that again. Genesis 1, 26, 31 to, to 31. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heaven, and over the livestock, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Here. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill, meaning replenish the earth. And subdue it. Uh, subdue has the idea of treading the ground or flattening it out and have dominion over the fish and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Have dominion, uh, meaning take control, take charge, take care of them. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the earth. And every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heaven, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every plant, every green plant for food. And it was so. And finally he says, the Bible says, And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. It was very good. So, God too worked. Uh, he worked uh, to provide for His loved ones. For six days He worked, He created, and then He endorsed His creation to man, essentially providing for them. And the Bible said on the seventh day He rested from all His work. Uh, not only did God work when He created man, He gave them something to do. Work. He gave them work. They gifted, they were gifted with work to be fruitful, to increase in number, to fill or to replenish the earth and, and subdue it, uh, tread the ground, flatten it, flatten it out, uh, landscape it, if I may say, uh, have dominion, take, take charge of it, uh, take care of it, take control of, of them, uh, care over the animals, uh, the tilapia, the, the, the grass-fed chicken. And by the way, you can use them for food too. Um, so God gave them the gift of creation and the gift of working in creation and the gift of provision from creation. And at the end of the passage, the Bible says, God saw all that He had made, meaning including man, including a man's work, and He says it was very good.
you know, uh, when I meditate on this, I said, man, we are so loved by God. He cares so much about us. But more than the gifts He gave, God wants us to be His image bearers because that is who we are. I want this to sink in for a moment. This is our identity. Wherever you are placed, whoever you are with, remember your identity. You and I are created in the image of God. We are His image bearers. And guess what? Your co-workers or whoever you encounter, they are created in the image of God too. God loves them too. No doubt about that. Jesus gave His life for them too. So, here's the question. How do you put your faith to action and bring glory to God in, in your work, in, in your vocation? Remember, work is already a rhythm in your life. But what kind of person is this rhythm forming us into? Is working make is, is work making me more like Christ or more like the world? Is work bringing me life or is it taking the life out of me? Am I bearing fruit? Well, um, for me, if I had not developed the rhythm of reading, reading scripture or praying, worshiping, going to church, not that I'm doing all of these things perfectly, but if I do not have these life-giving rhythms that I mentioned, my work, my work schedule, and the dealing with people, especially difficult people, they would snuff out the life out of me. So we need uh, those life-giving rhythms as well. Uh, let me share with you a, a short testimony of God's grace at my, my workplace. And I share this for, for the glory of God. Um, I think it was two years ago, God gave me the opportunity to invite four of my co-workers for dinner at our house. They're Catholics. Um, just dinner. They loved Ophel's Filipino cooking. Uh, of course, so do, so, so do I. Uh, so we, we hung out together. We, we chatted. We invited them a couple of times more until one time one of them said, we should have a Bible study. You guys should see the smile on my face. It was from ear to ear. I was excited. I was anxious. My insecurity kicked in. But I said, let's do it. Cut the long story short, the next week we met. We started the Bible study. And every Thursday we met. They were curious, had great questions. They were excited. We went through the book of Romans. There were tears. One of them started attending Inspired Church, in fact, for a while. For about a year, we had this uh, small group. 
but we stopped because travel for two of them took a toll. Uh, one was because one of them was coming from Daly City, and and the other one was coming from Dublin, and 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 uh, he had to be with his family after work. Nevertheless, uh, it was by God's grace and for His glory that seeds were planted, replenished, the ground was treaded, uh, land was flattened, and an opportunity to show these guys the mirror, to see themselves the way God sees them in His image. And that was life-giving for me. Those moments were life-changing for me. There is something about sharing the gospel that is, uh, I don't know how to describe it, um, fulfilling. Yes, fulfilling. And, uh, you know, this opportunity to have a Bible study with my co-workers, and I say only by God's grace, because uh, seven years prior to this small group, Bible study. That was when I first started at Kaiser in 2012. And I started on my birthday. So this work was literally a gift from God. So seven years prior to that Bible study, I asked God uh, to use me to bring people to Him. That has always been my desire. For the next seven years while I was working while I was providing for my family, honing my skills, uh, developing relationships, developing friendships, uh, eating out with my co-workers, and yes, joining them for happy hour, uh, and just being available to them, helping them with whatever, you know, from house moves, carrying boxes, uh, being with them in their marriage crisis, uh, praying with them, and there was this one person who had uh, uh, who had always had uh, dizziness and, and severe headaches, and and I said, oh, let 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 me pray for you. Let's let's go to this stairwell, and we 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 went to that stairwell and we prayed, you know those those little things and. Uh, Buying uh, the uh, my coworkers, uh, kids, Girl Scout cookies, all just small things like that. Just building that rapport, developing that trust, and 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 it took seven years for God to prepare me, to prepare my friendship with them, and their trust in me, and. And that friendship paved the way to a more meaningful relationship. And to this day, these guys remain my my closest friends at work, even though we were, we're not studying the Bible together. But who knows? Someday. Um, so moments like those, these are the moments that I cherish. And may I share with you uh, just just four things that, brought life to my rhythm of work, how I believe I can put my faith in action and, and bring glory to God. Just, just four things real quick, and I promise we will land this plane. 
And as, and as I said, if you're not working, but you are encountering people, whether briefly, transiently, transiently, when, when you're at the grocery store or, or in a coffee shop or regularly as in your, work, your workplace, you can do these things. Number one, be a good worker. If, you're, if you can be exceptional, well, praise the Lord. But just a thought. Sometimes we strive too much. Um, I did, but my mission became about work, not about people. Uh, being a good worker means you're meeting your goals the best you can to honor your employee. That, that's, at least that's my definition of just being a good worker. And I tell myself I can't do it all. I can't please everyone. I can't fix it all, but I can surely be a good worker. You know? And then number two, be a friend. Doesn't mean you need to invade their their cubicle so our, our office floor has cubicles. Doesn't mean you need to invade their cubicle or or strike a conversation whenever you want to. Um, you know, no need to be aggressive. Uh, perhaps you're an introvert. That's okay. It doesn't change the fact that you are created in the image of God. You are very good. You are loved and you are accepted. Just be authentic. People sense real people. They attach to real people not actors. I don't like, uh, I, I don't act like I know the proper English pronunciation. That's why those who, who attach to me are mostly Filipinos. They know I struggle spoken in, in English. <laughs> We're both messed up, so they talk to me in Tagalog to ease my pain. Uh, be real. Speak truthfully. Um, you got this. Number three, uh, be there. Just be there. Be there for them. This is a little tricky for some of you because it entails time spent with people. When someone in my office says, uh, I need help with this patient's case and, 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 and I'm busy um, I would either stop what I'm doing, which means I will have to work a little longer, or I will have to stay after work for a little while uh, to help. And the situation will be different if you need to leave right away, uh, you know, because you have a class uh, to catch uh, or you have to be home to help at home. So give yourself some leeway. How, how that can play out when, when you encounter with people. Um, figure it out, but give yourself some leeway. The thought here is that they will see you care. Listen, if the gospel is just about sharing the good news and inviting them to a Bible study or to church, then people won't care. They will give little attention or even no attention to it or to you. They won't care until 
you care about them. My four co-workers in, in that Bible study, that small group, they have been uh, my friends since they started working at Kaiser. I started first. They, they started later on. I'm, I'm the oldest, by the way, and they call me Kuya or Big Brother in, in Tagalog. Uh, be there for them. Offer help. Uh, how can I help you with, with, with your new cases? Um, uh, get, them, get, get a chair for them. Bring them a, a bottle of water, water to their desk. Text them. Text, text them some daddy jokes. Uh, you know, you get the point. Be there. Be there for them. Um, number four, be ready. Be ready. Uh, when they see God's image in you, they're going to see what they look like. You have to be ready to show them your mirror, to tell them this is how God sees you. You are loved. You are created in His image. That's what image bearers do. We bear the image of Christ and we bring our mirror and let them see who they are. Because many times they do not see themselves loved and created in the image of God. We need to restore that image by showing them who God is, how much He loves them, who Jesus is, how much He loves them and desires to have a relationship with them. Sometimes um, I, I catch myself in the routine of work, you know, come to work, do my thing, meeting here, hello to him, hello to her, go home. The next day the same. Some days I just don't want to be disturbed. I, I don't want to be around people. I just want to get things over with, go home. Just not in the mood. And that's okay. As long as it does not become a rhythm that will extinguish the life out of you. So, catching yourself in those situations is actually good. For me, I noticed when I stop seeing people the way God sees them, why would I care? If I stop seeing my co-workers, or any person for that matter, if we stop seeing them as loved, created by God, our tendency is to label them something else. We gotta habitually remind ourselves to see them the way God sees them, the way God sees you and me. Okay? So, four things that brought life to my rhythm um, as, I, as I wanted to share with you. Um, number one, be a good worker. Do your best. Number two, be a friend. doesn't have to be many friends. One or two authentic relationships with them. Number three, be there. Spend a little more time with them. Help them, care about them. 
Number four, be ready. Be ready to show them God loves them and desires to have a deep relationship with them, just like what you have with Jesus. Pastor Dane Ortland, in his book, Gentle and Lowly, wrote about Jesus' accuser in Matthew eleven nineteen, calling Jesus a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Pastor Ortland wrote, and I quote, What does it mean that Christ is a friend of sinners? At the very least, it means that he enjoys spending time with them. It also means that they feel welcome and comfortable around him. They are at ease around him. They sense something different about him. What Jesus is really doing at the bottom is pulling them into his heart. Lord Jesus, may you find us faithful to do the same to people we encounter. For your glory, we pray. Amen. God bless you, my Inspire family and everyone listening out there. God loves you and I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope you are inspired as we journey together to reorient our lives in life-giving practices as demonstrated in God's Word.